This episode is brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com slash omniversecomics, where you can get all kinds of exclusive content and help us grow the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Splash Page, the official Omniverse podcast. My name is Cade. I am the editor-in-chief of Omniverse. My name is Ken. I'm the villain sympathizer. I'm Renegade. I'm the assistant editor. And today, with our episode of Splash Splash Page, we're going to be looking at some fan casting for some potential new heroes that we would like to see in the MCU. Um, But as always, we're going to start off with some of the news that has been coming out lately since our last episode, and there's been a lot. So, uh, yeah. Ken, do you want to start with what you've got? Well, yeah, we can just start with a huge one, which is that they're going to be releasing Endgame with some extra stuff added into it. Yeah. And that being announced has led to just speculation of what exactly it's going to be. Yeah. And I I do like some of the ideas that I'm seeing where this is how they're going to show off some little tease of the Fox characters. That would be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Because I also, I haven't heard if it's new stuff that they filmed originally and it's just deleted scenes, or if it's new stuff that they've since recorded. Because if it's old stuff that they recorded before, I don't know if it would have been filmed before the uh, acquisition or not. Um, from I saw one or two articles that said it was going to be post credit scenes. So. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's actually true. I've also heard that it's going to be mostly stuff that we saw in trailers that never made it into the scene, or into the movie. Like that running scene with Cap from the Infinity War trailer. Oh, right. Yeah. I heard it was going to be mostly stuff like that. Okay. Oh, is it going to be, uh... There's purposely, they shot some extra scenes to, uh... Make the Russo brothers just random things they've been adding in, J.K. Rowling-style be canon? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Lord, I hope not. <laughs> it's an extra hour of Fat Thor. <laughs> hey, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take just a bunch of, like, Fat Thor doing games. <laughs> well, it's also, like, there's... Have you guys seen that video of Fat Thor singing Hurt by Johnny Cash? No, I have not. I, it's a thing? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a video that went around a little while ago, but it's, like, cut weird, and it it's not, like, filmed... With, like, a camera or whatever. But people are like, oh, look, it's just Chris Hemsworth, like, being goofy. But, like, I don't know. I mean, it's filmed with, like, a professional camera. So I think it would be really <laughs> funny if that went in. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty... I don't know, I almost like the idea that he just did it for fun, too, though. With just the camera that was on set. Yeah. But even if they did, and it's just goofy, if that there's your uh, end credit scene. It's just... Yeah. Fat Thor playing Hurt. Uh, the one that I theory that i seen that i liked a lot was the it's not really end credit scene it was end credit sound how we had the sound that was tony stark making the initial iron man armor yeah yeah so it was just the hammering now there's a theory on comicbook.com that talks uh, that someone brought up what if they take and use that sound but then shoot a new scene to it and it's just you hear metal pounding and then it's like someone crafting the doctor doom mask oh that would be Ooh. super cool that would be awesome Ooh. Now I really want that. <laughs> and you don't really have to show anybody. You can just show like an arm or just even just the mask laying there. 
it would also be so. really funny if they hinted at that and then like just by like showing bits and pieces of the scene and then it cuts back and it's just like rocket beating on the side of the ship with a wrench and just like stupid <laughs> thing working just <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really funny as well yeah yeah cool um i got another big one um so dc is going to be retiring vertigo um that's their imprint so it sounds like beginning of 2020 uh they're going to be retiring vertigo dc zoom dc inc all of those and they're going to be rebranding as dc kids dc just proper and dc black label um yeah so i mean vertigo for people who aren't aware it was kind of their more adult um it was an imprint that basically it wasn't bound to dealing with superheroes necessarily. It's where yeah. things like Sandman, Preacher, Fables, uh, those kind of things all came out. Um, and it's it's awesome. Like As a non-DC guy, Vertigo was usually where I found my DC style stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like, like Vertigo is, is going away. So are they just... Is that what DC Blacklist is going to be then? Uh, I haven't seen exactly what it's going to... Sorry, yeah. So, sorry, I'm looking at the the comic book resources article right now. Um, And so DC Kids is going to be written for kids between the ages of 8 and 12. DC is going to be appropriate for anyone 13 and up and going to be mostly their superheroes. Uh, And then DC Black Label is intended for readers over the age of 17 and contains suitably graphic subject matter. Okay. So it sounds like they're just trying to streamline everything and then make sure the DC name and logo is on everything. So there's no confusion about where Vertigo lies. I wonder if they'll take uh, certain characters from different labels. Like you could have some darker stories involving some DC proper stuff. And then maybe that's under... um, Black Label, and then maybe there's some guests from Black Label titles that appear in, like, Justice League or something like that. Probably. I'm thinking it's probably going to be, like, they're going to share characters, and, like, probably the kids' universe won't be um, so strictly attached to, like, their continuity. Like, it'll be kind of like their versions of, like, the um, Avengers Assemble stuff. But I would imagine that, you know, it's just going to be, hey, our Black Label stuff is where, like, you're going to see some gruesome stuff. Like, that's where, like, Killing Joke is going to go. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, that would make sense that they'll be rebranding things like maybe that and, uh, like, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope that they still keep doing stuff that's not strictly superheroes. Like, a lot of their Vertigo stuff that's really good is stuff that wasn't superhero-related. Again, yeah. talking, like, Sandman, Preacher, Fables. No. Uh, yeah, I don't... S- I don't see them dropping anything that's particularly popular just because of a rebranding. Yeah, but they also they did a bunch of weird, like, indie stuff. Well, not really indie stuff, but kind of weird one-shots that weren't really related to anything. Like, I'm pretty sure Huck came out on Vertigo, and I, I will praise Huck forever. Huck was one of the... Huck was one of my standout uh, miniseries a few years ago when we were talking about that. Um, well, DC can't afford to continue to screw up in too many ways and make more people mad. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll necessarily go about just axing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I do wonder how that will affect re-releases of older things, though. If, like, a new trade of something comes out, is it going to have the old Vertigo label on it or is it going to have the black label on it? I don't know. Um, And I was wrong. Huck is on Image. 
but okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I imagine it would be one of those like DC black label on the cover, but then you open it up and it's like originally printed by Vertigo Comics on blah 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 blah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I imagine that they would for re-releases probably put it all under new label. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll introduce a new one and it'll just be like DC reprints or something. That would be interesting, <laughs> I guess. Just like a reprint label. Although some of the stuff that they re-release now, they don't even use the current DC logo. Sometimes they use the older logo. True. Yeah. They're just making up random categories and just putting DC in front of it. Yeah. Don't know. Um, do you want to talk about Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, I got a always... few things involving Keanu Reeves because I seen there's articles where it's just compiling different social media posts of who different people want him to play teaser oh. for this episode. Yeah, uh, and I, I've seen some that there was thoughts that I had initially, and then I seen some of them. I was like, oh, that one's really good too. <laughs> uh, he's just become in more ways than ever the internet darling now, so everybody oh, yeah. just wants him and everything. Yeah. So yeah. So for people who missed it. Um... Marvel Studios confirmed that they've been trying to get Keanu Reeves to join the MCU. Um, and they're, like, very interested in it. I think Kevin Feige said that they talked to him for almost every film that they make. Um, nothing has been confirmed. It sounds like uh, Keanu Reeves is being very noncommittal about stuff. But now that he's kind of putting the wraps on the whole John Wick franchise and kind of diversifying by looking at... Or by doing uh, the Cyberpunk game... Maybe it could happen, and now people are speculating as to what Keanu Reeves is going to do. Yeah, people can't expect it right away, though, because they are just, like, starting production on Bill and Ted 3. Yes. And that, that's been, like, his baby. They've been trying to get it to happen for so long, so. Yeah. yeah. I kind of just want to see Bill and Ted meet the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> yeah. The, the dude's career is just taken off on a whole nother level. This is like his second or third renaissance too, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> and the funny he, thing is, he never ages through any of them. No. Yeah, because he was the Bill and Ted guy, and then when he got cast to do The Matrix, everyone's like, really? The Bill and Ted guy? And then that took off, and then he, he kind of, he dipped a little bit again, and then uh, John, Wick. John Wick came out. <laughs> <laughs> Every generation gets a different taste of, this is Keanu Reeves is awesome. Yep. <laughs> I'm totally down for it. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about it, but yeah. Maybe, maybe we could just have a separate uh, segment within the casting thing of where we discuss who Keanu Reeves should play. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> now, this isn't even a story. Well, okay, it's from the story about uh, apparently there was a J.J. Abrams Superman movie that was a thing at one point that never happened. Mm-hmm. And they just put some storyboards up on social media. But as I was looking at this article, the thing that stuck out to me was that I didn't know they changed the title of the Birds of Prey movie. I didn't know there was a Birds of Prey movie. I knew there was a Birds of Prey movie. I didn't know they were changing So, it, it is now Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Of course what? it is. Because you have and to put Harley Quinn's name in there somewhere. It is the most DCEU title they could have possibly thought of. Seriously, yep. though. Yep. Why? Because, oh, because people, when they Google, are not going to put in Birds of Prey. They're going to put in Harley Quinn movie. Uh, <laughs> it's all about them search results. Yeah. And oh, hey, there's hey, so much remember, cooler characters in Birds yeah, of Prey. Remember this quirky girl we got? Yeah. Movie. 
check it out. Hey guys, remember this character that used to be super fleshed out and cool and now we just made her sexy for the sake of being sexy? You want to see that in live action, right? Go see our movie! <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about how they treat Harley Quinn, but... Alright, John. <laughs> Him and I have had discussions about this and we agree. <laughs> Alright, so I want a future episode Kate and John show the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn from the DCEU. Uh, <laughs> maybe after it comes out, I'll force myself to go and watch it, and we'll do a review episode. I still gotta force myself to go watch Dark Phoenix. I will not. I have, there's another teacher in my school who, his classroom is right across from mine, and he came in, and he's like, Dark Phoenix was really good, I watched it last night, and I was like, you're wrong. There's no way it was really good. He was like, no, no, it was really good. And all day he was trying to convince me that it's good. And I was like, there's there's no possible way that it is good. I've seen a mixed opinion on it, but I haven't seen anyone say, oh, it's terrible. But yeah. It was in development hell for far too long for it to be good. There, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have any other news to talk about? Uh, the only other thing that I had was that um, Mindy Cowling has confirmed that she's talking with Mer Marvel about doing a Miss Marvel adaptation. Uh, it sounds like she is not going to be acting in it, or at least not starring in it. She might have uh, a supporting role, uh, but looking like she's looking at more uh, writing slash producing. Um, she said that you know obviously it's something that's very close to her. Um, and that she would like to see a, a an unknown uh, actor come up and take the role of uh, Kamala Khan rather than getting an established celebrity, um, and that she really feels that the Captain Marvel movie really laid the groundwork for that. So, no idea yeah, they have, to when that's going to be. But there has been a few castings within the MCU that weren't uh, you know big stars right out the gate. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's it's better, especially for characters that are lesser known. Yeah, yeah, and I think also our younger characters, like I think mm -hmm. like Spider Man being Tom Holland, who was kind of an unknown at that point. That was, I mean, that worked really, really well. Um, I think for some of like the big flagship characters, like your Iron Man, your Captain America, is like those you have to have bigger people. But yeah, no, I agree. Like smaller characters, and then yeah, younger ones that are gonna hopefully kind of steer the ship for the next little while. Um, I think that would be cool. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I love Miss Marvel. Just something that I want to discuss since I've seen stuff about it is uh, there was a teaser image from Marvel earlier this week, I think it was, and it was just like a webbed four, oh, and people yeah, were discussing yeah, yeah. what it was. So I'm pretty sure it's just an advertisement for a crossover event between Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Uh, it's actually a countdown because I saw the next day it was a webbed three. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a countdown for some kind of Spider-Man news slash event. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still want to say that there was people talking about how it could have been like Marvel versus Capcom 4, or, oh. that, it could have, or that it could have been the fourth Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie finally coming out. Oh. <laughs> I did see a thing where Tom Holland said that he would love to get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire into a Spider-Man movie in some capacity. So wait now for people are like, yeah, wait for live action Spider Verse. Yeah, and that's exactly what people are like saying, like Spider Verse, or um, if they do like a Spider Verse, or because they're working on the Into the Spider Verse two movie. Mm -hmm. If in some way in that they can bring all three of them in, that would yeah. be really cool as well. Yeah. Did you guys see that tweet 
that was going around of like one of the people who work on into the spider verse and someone had said uh or there was an article saying uh in case you're worried spider into the spider verse 2 is definitely happening and then someone who worked on the movies like really that's news to me yeah it was one of the writers uh that made the comic because he's also a comic book writer yeah yeah i, I laughed at that. yeah that it was, was pretty funny. good uh, i got one piece of news okay um i have been extensively going over e3 uh content uh both from the main shows and uh, other creators and uh the new Avengers game is starting to flesh out a bit. Uh, it Which looks like it's going one? Uh, the Square, Square Enix one. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's looking like it's going to be games as a service. Yeah, very much uh, with the story and then multiple DLC heroes dropping. That I think they said some of them are going to be free, if not all of them. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I think it's all of them. All okay. Thank you. Um, but you'll most likely still have to buy like. Uh, cosmetics or maybe certain in-game items if they have them um it's also said that it's kind of going to be releasing in seasons as well which might lead to something i hope they don't do like a battle pass system or anything like that yeah so just be stupid uh but yeah apparently the trailer didn't the trailer that they showed at e3 didn't do the game anywhere near justice and the gameplay that they had there that was like the devs showing off gameplay was very very strong, and people are excited for that. Yeah, I, I heard stuff about that where apparently, like I saw the trailer, it was okay, but uh, the stuff that they were showing mainly behind closed doors was a lot more of what should have been in the trailer. Yeah. Because hmm. sorry, I'm I'm so overloaded from E3 stuff because there's the Square Enix Avengers game, and then there's the other one. Because there's two Avengers games coming out, aren't Yeah, there? there's Ultimate Alliance also. Yeah, but I thought there was uh, another um, one. There's been, uh, maybe, there's been a discussion with the uh, the Square Enix one, which was everybody's initial thought when the characters showed up at E3 was, these are not the MCU people, yeah. as far as the way the characters looked. And there's been some debate over whether or not the characters look terrible. I don't think they look that bad. Not that bad. They do kind of trigger the Uncanny Valley a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. All in all, they're okay. I I'm not crazy about the art style of Ultimate Alliance three either. Yeah, I did see that because That's... it's it's got the typical like current Marvel video game thing going on. Yeah, no. which has been a thing since the Disney acquisition for some reason. But uh, the developers of both games are both really good, so I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm just confusing. Ultimate Alliance with a different Avengers game, but I thought there was the Square Enix one and there was a different one that was shown in a different press conference. But maybe I'm wrong. It's all a blur at this point. Yeah. By the way, now it's just the waiting game of games coming out. Final Fantasy VII Remake. (laughs) Let's get to Sam Show first. Sam Show first. Sam Show first. That's in a few days. (laughs) I get paid in six days and I'm going to buy it outright immediately. Do we want to get into the the cast off now? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So the main topic of today is that we're going to take characters who haven't been in the MCU yet and give them uh, who we'd like to see play them or joke about who we'd like to see play them. Yeah. So we each picked three characters that we either have been rumored 
to be joining the MCU soon, um, or that viably could, uh, even if they haven't been really rumored or discussed, but we feel it could happen, um, or ones that are confirmed, like, yeah, obviously they're gonna join in soon. Uh, and then we each went in and we cast all nine, um, yeah. We, we did decide to open the door to, um, the TV properties, so the actors from those, including Netflix, um, just because it's kind of a, a gray area shunned thing, especially the Netflix series, um, where, you know, they're part of the MCU, but they're never addressed in the movies in any way, shape, or form, and they don't really have anyone that's really connecting them, other than just comments here and there, mm-hmm. um, so... I know I used two actors from. Uh, I didn't. I didn't touch them actually. <laughs> I was. After okay, I didn't even think about it again. I was only gonna take one, and then I thought about it, and I was like, "Nope, I I got another one, and it's perfect." Yeah, so I used I used one person made an appearance, but I also have backups. Okay. Case. I did not do backups because I'm a bad person. Just um, just for that just for that one, everything else is pretty set. Okay. Okay, um, so do we want? Okay, so our, our list of heroes that we've decided uh, is Reed Richards, Invisible Woman, The Thing, Human Torch, Doctor Doom, Magneto, Moon Knight, Green Goblin, and Scarlet Spider. Uh, do we want to just start at the top? Sure. Cool. Uh, so Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. My first. my pick was John Krasinski. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so for people who don't know, that's the guy from The Quiet Place. He was Jim in The Office, uh, but he's kind of transitioning more into action movie starring roles. Um, I really like him. I think he's he's awesome. I think he's got, I, I think he's got the chops to hold up the action side of a Fantastic Four movie, but also he can play the kind of awkward, socially inept. Um, side of things where we have Reed Richards who is too smart for his own good and can't really deal with other human beings including his wife very well um, so I thought that would be a really good fit one thing I liked about the fact that we did pick the Fantastic Four is that they're a lot less age restrictive than certain other roles could be because yeah. you could have the accident happen to them at any time Yeah. so uh, since he needs redemption and to be in something that's actually solid and taken care of I picked Ben Affleck for Reed Richards Especially since he's got the whole graying on the sides thing going on now. That would be cool. Well, I, I thought about putting in Ben Affleck in, in other roles. My only concern is that he's so big. Like, he's jacked. Yeah. And Reed yeah, Richards is very much like a slender person, guy. which fits with his stretchiness. But I agree. Like, I also want Ben Affleck in things. I almost put him in Magneto, but I decided not to. Well, I mean, actors shrink and grow all the time, so I'm yeah. not going to... Think I just too much about that. I just don't want him to Christian Bale himself, uh, right? <laughs> that'd be that'd be rough, especially at, especially at his uh, weight and bulk. Yeah, it would be a lot, lot. Yeah. More Although he's good friends with Matt Damon, and Matt Damon did that for The Martian, so I guess he could do it. True. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, Philip Wenick for Reed Richards. Remind me who that is. Uh, let's see. As I am doing here. Uh, he was one of the main guys in The Hangover. That's what I he's giving me right now. I don't know why. Uh, that's all you're giving me, really? Stop it. Um, so Philip Wenick is the name of the character. 
that Bradley Cooper Where? plays in Bradley Miami. Cooper. Holy crap. Why did it say <laughs> I'm going to Bradley Cooper's already Rocket Raccoon. What? Fine, you know what? Just forget mine then because I'm stupid. <laughs> Internet's stupid. 1 a.m. Internet is stupid. This is why I chose to go to sleep last night and get up a little bit earlier this morning and work on this before the podcast. I'm just going to shut up now. You guys carry on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to go do my own thing. <laughs> I'm so glad that happened. <laughs> uh, so, how many of these castings, Renegade, are? Do you want characters from other movies to play superheroes? None, I think. I checked them. I checked the others. Dad, coming. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, guys. Okay, so we're gonna move on to Invisible Woman now, right? Yes. Just disregard <laughs> all that. Delete it. Edit it out. <laughs> Kate's not talking. He's probably. Not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm just. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Kate, who did you have for Invisible Woman? Oh my God! I just remembered Renegade. Who you, Joey? Who you, Joey? <laughs> uh, so Invisible Woman, I picked Emma Watson. I almost picked Emma Watson. I picked Emma Stone. I thought Emma Watson was was perfect, like age wise. Um, you know, and she she also like she's a strong feminist icon in in pop culture right now. Um, so I think she would really take the role and and make it strong and not just a like damsel in distress kind of thing. Um, she's also freakishly smart in her own right, so she would be able to add that to the character as well. Um, and I think yeah, just having somebody who is so concerned with making sure that women are properly portrayed in in film and treated right uh is a perfect fit for marvel's first lady so plus she hasn't been in enough lately and i i miss seeing her so that's what happens uh, uh would somebody who is in that big of a film franchise want to jump into another big film franchise though she might plus she's also done disney stuff because she did the beauty and the beast remake yeah so that's that true. relationship's already there yeah, one of the reasons I picked Emma Stone was just because anybody that comes from outside of Marvel in a different Marvel movie into the MCU seems to do very well. Fair enough. And Emma Stone is fantastic. Yeah. She's just wonderful. I also, uh, because um, it relates to one of my later castings where it's all like, if I'm going to turn the Invisible Woman, or if I'm going to turn the Human Torch into a redhead, I got to turn the Invisible Woman into a redhead too. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, she she's done both blonde and redheaded characters, but yeah. So they they could do whatever they want. <laughs> Renegade, who'd you pick? Zach Galifianakis, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, whatever his uh, name was in The Hangover. <laughs> I don't I, remember. I I hate more myself than you, but I hate. Uh, I chose Yvonne Strut. Oh <laughs> Yvonne. yeah. Ivan Strakowski. Strakowski. I can't pronounce the last name. I'm bad at <laughs> names. But yeah, we all know who that is. If you don't, well, it, it's the girl from Chuck. The um, girl from Chuck. She's amazing, and I want her in everything. Um, <laughs> man, I need to watch Chuck again. <laughs> Every time I think about her and what she's doing in her life, she's just like, man, I want to go watch Chuck. 
Season one, specifically. <laughs> oh, no. Well, season one is great, but I mean, I think it really picks up when they upgrade the, uh, um, what you call it? Guys, I know Kung Fu. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, good. Ken Silence I've, is telling me he's never watched Chuck, and that makes me sad. I have nothing. I know nothing about it. I was going to say, apparently, I now need to watch this show. You do. Yes, you it's do. so good. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll put that on my list of things to watch on the plane to Evo this year. Oh, it's amazing. You're going to love Morgan. Morgan is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got the modes. <laughs> Your guys' reaction to this casting makes me think it's a good idea. So it's fantastic. It. Do you know who this... Uh, I'm going to send you a link to who this person is. I've got her pulled up on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, and she's a phenomenal actress. She can do all the stunts and stuff like from doing it with Chuck. Um, she's she's awesome. Yeah. Great I, choice. Right. You're redeemed, Renegade. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, next up, we have The Thing. Y'all are probably going to yell at me for this one because like, I didn't write down the name because the name's too hard. But, uh, I chose... Uh, I literally wrote at 1 a.m. 1.30 in the morning last night the Mountain Dude from Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> Thor... Whatever his last name is. Yes. Yeah, Thor. I don't know if we can put a guy whose actual name is Thor into the MCU. <laughs> I think that's too on the nose. <laughs> uh, I'd be also... His English sucks. <laughs> oh, true. I does, thought does about the, putting him does in the it. Thing, does the thing really need to talk that much, though? Yeah, because he gives like his witty one-liners. Plus, he's also very Jewish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I thought of something. Maybe really he can be the so mocap for the actual thing, then. Yeah. Like, is he? Yeah. Well, the thing would be. He's how Italian, much of the Hulk Jewish. is motion captured? A lot of it. His face all yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that, but I was just speaking was of, like... Was this motion capture, or was it a deep fake? No, I'm pretty sure it was it was motion capture, because I've seen pictures of Mark Ruffalo on set with the white dots on his head. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I now have two picks for the thing, because you mentioning that made me think of something absolutely hilarious. <laughs> See, you said, like, the thing, very Jewish, and I just thought of Gilbert Godfrey voicing the thing... Uh, I like it. It's clobbering time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I want it more than anything else. It's over, Dr. God, that'd be funny. Oh, man. Please, at least in like Lego form or something. Gilbert Godfrey's (laughs) voice, but uh, Daddy DeVito's body. Uh, I love it. Uh, okay, so since I had to put him somewhere, I put Terry Crews as the thing. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, he's a great fit. <laughs> Very true. The, the uh, thing is, is, as much as Terry Crews is like an omniverse meme, he actually would, uh, <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would fit this awesomely. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be so good. <laughs> Um, this was the first of my ones that I stole from other properties. Um, I picked Vincent D'Onofrio, who played the Kingpin in the Daredevil series on Netflix. I thought about that. Yeah. I wasn't going to until we opened up the floodgates, and then it was like, oh man, this is perfect, because I was asking if we could do that for, (coughs) for a pick later. Um, 
But yeah, and then as soon as I was like, I, oh yeah, I'll pick that guy for... Oh, Kingpin is the thing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a good choice. He's got that menace that I think would be good. But it's not as good as Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so next up, we're on to the Human Torch. I went with Taron Edgerton, who huh. plays Eggy in uh, uh, Kingsman. Sorry, I just totally blanked on the name of that franchise. Uh, in the Kingsman movies, as well as he plays Elton John in Rocket Man. Um, there's been talks about people wanting him for Wolverine. I don't think that's a super great fit myself, yeah. but I think him as Human Torch would be awesome because he's got that that sharp wit uh, that we see in Kingsman. Uh, he could do all the stunts and stuff. He's still young enough that you would believe he's still like this hothead kid, um, and like I, I don't know. I think that would be a really cool fit to see him. Plus, I really just like him as an actor and a person. I think he's hilarious. So, okay, so. Uh... My girlfriend's been watching all of Riverdale, so I know a little bit about Archie, Archie stuff now. Okay. I've caught bits and pieces of it, but uh, the kid that plays Archie, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, it's like KJ Opper or something like that. He's got enough of a, like, I dislike you because you're a young punk kid persona uh, going on. Okay. And, and uh, his the way that he portrays Archie is like in a hothead type of manner, so I think it would translate well. I was hoping you were going to say uh, the Sprouse kid that plays Jughead. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't going to pick <laughs> I think that'd be really funny. No, uh, you know, he's, he's too good for that type of thing because he's the best character in that show as far as <laughs> uh, the acting goes. Yeah, I can see it. He is a very punchable face, though. <laughs> That's that part of my idea. A very punchable face. Yeah. I've never watched Riverdale. I, I try to avoid it. Uh, it's just not my thing. If you enjoy it, power to you. I, but I'm Googling uh, and just looking at pictures of him, and yeah, he has a very punchable face. I also don't remember Archie being shirtless nearly as much as this guy is. Uh, <laughs> I, I've seen, like, under ten episodes of this show, and there's four seasons of it, so I don't even completely understand what happens most of the time. I'm just seeing stuff as I'm eating. Does Archie have a snake tattoo? What? Oh, yeah, he's in The Serpents. Or he got, like, a snake tattoo to protect himself when he was in juvie at one point. Oh, of course Sharpie, or uh, Archie's in juvie. That makes sense. Uh. It, like, Riverdale is, t like, I don't know that much about Archie anyway, and John can crucify me for it, but take just everything you know about Archie and just cover it in gallons of edge, and there, uh, that's Riverdale. Teenage angst. Uh. It's like... It's so CW, it hurts. Oh. 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 That's unfortunate. Oh. So yeah, go watch it on Netflix. You'll enjoy yourself. Yeah, I probably won't do that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Alright. Without knowing at all what kind of actor this guy is, he has the look to be Human Torch, even if I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> uh, I had... Uh, hope I'm pronouncing this right. Sorry if I'm not... Ansel Elgort, who was the uh, lead role for Baby Driver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I Baby Driver is the only thing I know him from. Yeah, I think that was his like debut. Huh. I, I heard 
plenty of really good things from about Baby Driver. So I'm like, hey, he yeah, might be yeah. good. He's got kind of the looks for it. That movie's kind of off limits to discuss now because it has Kevin Spacey in it. So yeah, well, you know, looking at that guy about. always reminded me of the nerdy kid from The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if the nerdy kid decided that he wanted to get in shape. You know what? It, it ain't Kevin Space we're talking about talking about him, so yeah. I feel like he'd be good for yeah. Uh God. No, I can't even I can't think of who plays the nerdy kid at the breakfast club now. Oh it's making me angry. Forget about I don't me. remember the actor's name, but he's just he's the nerdy kid. Um Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, that guy. But yeah, I, I think he looks just like the guy from Baby Driver. But yeah, I, I guess I could see that. <laughs> Jeez. All right, all right, cool. Uh, Baby Torch. Baby Torch. Doctor Doom. I was so proud of my pick for this because I okay, picked. So... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Because, because I picked John Krasinski. As Reed Richards, naturally, Rain Wilson needs to play Doctor Doom. Oh my! <laughs> oh my and then you think about it, and it actually kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing: I need The Office to be head canon to Fantastic Four, hundred <laughs> percent. And I need the pranks on Dwight to be the reason that Doctor Doom is so like just angry all the That's time. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Because Doctor Doom is really just what would happen if Dwight had power. Uh. Richards! <laughs> you put my stuff in jello again. It's so perfect. <laughs> my tube mask is in the vending machine. <laughs> Why so is this my is the thing that's in the like, bathroom? I know, now I'm just thinking, this casting was that somewhat, at first, Cade was like, ha ha ha, this is funny, and then he thought about it, and he was like, oh, this is great. That's 100% <laughs> what happened. I put John Krasinski and Reed Richards, and I'm like, oh, so that'd be, that'd be really funny if they put Rain Wilson and Doctor Doom, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, no, oh my god, Doctor Doom is just what would happen if Dwight actually snapped and had powers to back it up. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, are you going to change your uh, Invisible Woman pick to Jenna Fisher now? No, I thought about it, but I think that Emma Watson would do a better job. If it's just changing everybody to office characters, then I want like Steve Carell to play Human Torch. <laughs> the Thing is obviously the guy who plays Stanley. Or Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. No, the guy who plays Kevin. <laughs> it's clobber in time. Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, they can redo the scene with Kevin bringing in the chili, but instead the thing yeah. squishes the entire pot by accident. Yeah, so that's what immediately what I thought of. You <laughs> make it happen. Uh, oh, man. Happen. The title of this episode is The MCU is the Office. Uh, <laughs> so now I'm just thinking of like that. Uh, what if storyline that was like, what if the Fantastic Four was the original Marvel bullpen? It's this. It's like, yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. It's so good. Okay. So, Doctor Doom was the character that I had a thought of and that I realized was somebody else that was in the MCU. Oh. Because my initial thought was, uh... Phil Winnick. Uh, it was, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his last name, but I think it's Neil McDonough. 
and he played Dum Dum Dugan in First Avenger. Oh, okay. And he was a uh, good version of Damien Dark as far as being like a super evil villain and arrow. So I thought, okay, well, that'll translate. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that's shot in the foot because he's in the <laughs> MCU. So I'm like, okay, I really like Michael Fassbender as Magneto. So let's see what he can do as Doctor Doom. That'd be cool. I, I can see him being Doctor Doom better than he was Magneto. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he just, he fits better. But yeah, no, that's a good choice. I like that. Oh, uh, yeah, because one of the best parts about its portrayal of Magneto is just the presence that he has. So that's one of the yeah, most redeeming yeah. parts of those movies. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Him and James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, good pick. I like that. Oh, if, so, if uh, not to be completely dumb, but if Doctor Doom is going to be Fassbender, then Reed Richards has to be McAvoy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's cool. I don't know. Uh, I know for a fact that the rest of these that I have on my list aren't in the MCU, so uh-huh. okay. forget y'all. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, the one I chose for Doctor Doom is actually Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. What has he been in lately? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not saying he wouldn't be good, but I, just, I haven't seen him in anything. He's 60? No. Holy crap. He looks he looks very young for he does. I feel he like this is a very 60. common thing when uh you're doing like looking up an actor on Wikipedia and then you see their age and you're like, no. Yeah. He was in Green uh, Book and Captain Fantastic in the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Apparently he's playing himself in something called Falling. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's even Make a pretty cool fit for it. It definitely has a bit of the looks. Mm-hmm. Especially if he grows the beard out a bit again. Yeah. Man, if he's 60, he could probably play Magneto. Yeah, that's true. I thought when I saw... I thought of that. <clears throat> yeah. Which leads us into it, Magneto. Uh, it it kind of depends, though, because like certain people are like, oh, do you want the older version of Magneto the younger version of Magneto? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you do the younger, you have to mess with his backstory, though. Because like, yeah. we're oh, that's far enough removed. Because... We're far enough removed from World War II that you already can't really have him actually have been there because he would. Be... Yeah, but that's so, such a defining thing for Magneto, though. It is, but it's tough because he'd be like 80, 90. Like, <laughs> okay, so who is an older guy who is like shredded but still like super old? Uh, I didn't go with the shredded, but I. I think yeah, I, I found a cool choice for Magneto. And this was the original reason why I asked if we could use Netflix characters. Because I think Scott Glenn, who plays Stick oh. in Daredevil, would be really cool. One of those guys who doesn't look like he's a real threat, but just has that like confidence and that air of, like, I will mm-hmm. mess you up. And then give him powers to back it up. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Yeah. It's like, Magneto doesn't... like. Sometimes he's physically opposing with, like, the, the buffness and stuff, but he yeah. doesn't have to have that because yeah. his powers are so crazy. Like, I, he basically is like, uh, <clears throat> he completely neutralizes Wolverine most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more towards like the, uh, um, like the X Men trilogy kind of Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Who'd you have, Ken? Um, I had a joke pick first. Nice. Okay. And it was immediately when I thought of Magneto. I thought making him Tom Selleck and calling him Magneto P.I. Oh. 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 I want to 
to see what Tom Selleck looks like now, because that might actually be a decent fit. <laughs> he looks the same. He, he looks, looks exactly the same. The same. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't aged at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. Anyway, so my other pick was Sean Pertwee, who was Alfred in Gotham. Oh yeah, and um, oh, okay, he's in his fifties, so it's a little bit older. And one of the best parts about his portrayal of Alfred, which is. I, arguably the best version of Alfred that's been in anything, even though like a lot of Gotham got really off track is he's always like very good at uh, just like monologues of laying stuff on the line. And like, this is how it is. And you need to learn that this is how it is. And so that would fit Magneto's whole, ah, uh, the like brotherhood of mutants thing very well. Yeah. What else uh, do I MI6 know him Alfred or bus? He looks really familiar. And now I have to figure out what else I know him from. <laughs> oh, he's in equilibrium. Okay. Oh, yeah, his dad was also Doctor Who at one point. Oh, cool. In all fairness, so is half of England. (coughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, okay. He plays, uh, like, the over-ruler in uh, Equilibrium. I love that movie. Uh, He's also in the last two Fable games and Mm, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. He's in Black Flag? Yeah, he plays Peter Chamberlain. Or Chamberlain. Oh! Yeah. Okay, I, I hear it now. Yeah, interesting. Who'd you pick, Renegade? Uh, mine was kind of going more for kind of the early on kind of campy Magneto. Uh, I chose Jeremy Irons. Oh, yeah. Also, to kind of save him from ZCEU, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We both picked Alfred's. Yeah. And actually, he's like one of the best parts of the whole DCEU is his version of Alfred. So. Yes, <laughs> But that's the thing. If something sucks, they still manage to get Alfred really right. <laughs> Alfred, good. Uh, other things, not so good. <laughs> Bent fork. Bent fork. And now I just want Jeremy Irons, though. To, if you want him to be campy, he has to say, welcome to die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Naturally. He's expected. Uh, yeah. Moon Knight. Okay, uh, Cade, please take your 20 minutes. <laughs> so, we will. uh... With all the news of, of Keanu Reeves, I mean, Keanu Reeves would do a fantastic Moon Knight, because John Wick is basically just Moon Knight if he wasn't totally insane. Um, so yeah, I thought that would be great, but I also, I have to include, I've been saying for years that I think Casey Affleck would do a fantastic job as Moon Knight. Um, so I, I, I cheated and I picked two. Um, but yeah, so my, my picks are Keanu Reeves and Casey Affleck. What I was thinking of... Uh different characters that I could see Ben Affleck in, like Moon Knight was one of the ones that came to mind, but I know you mentioned Casey numerous times. Yeah. And it would be kind of cool to see, like, uh, if they did a shoot as Moon Knight and Batman. That would be really cool. Yeah. No, I think you need to pick somebody who's not, like, a megastar. As as much Mm -hmm. as I would love Keanu Reeves to do it, I think that Keanu Reeves, the personality, would take over something like Moon Knight, where it's such an unknown character for the mass population. So I think you need somebody that's kind of a B-list celebrity. So I think I went that route. Job. Yeah, I went that route. Okay, so you know, there's comparisons to like Moon Knight, Batman, mm-hmm. and there's comparisons to Batman, Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. So I went with Stephen Amell, who oh, plays yeah. Green Arrow. I can see. And it, in the same way that people like relate, uh, one of the reasons that they want to see Keanu Reeves as Moon Knight is because he's been like you know the mental health advocate stuff like that. Yeah. 
yeah, Amel's done the same type of stuff with like mental health and then cancer and stuff like that. So yeah, just for sure. from that type of aspect, I thought, okay, well that meshes well. And he already, he does stunts in the show so he could handle doing Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be a good fit. Mine was obviously Keanu Reeves. So I'm excited for that. If he gets in, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think Yeah, the good, the good thing about Keanu Reeves getting the role would be that it would have a broader appeal. So more people would know about yeah, the character. It would give some yeah. legitimacy to the character for people who don't and know him. Also, that can mean Moon Knight can take out some guys with a pen. Yep. Uh, also, I think, because like when I first saw the article about Marvel talking to him, I think it was Dan Slott had retweeted it. Um, Dan Slott, for people who don't know, is like the king god of writing Spider-Man in the last, probably, I'd say, 20 years. Um, and uh, his first comment was like, Perfect idea. Mark Spector, Mark Spector, Moon Knight. So, I mean, if Dan Slott thinks that Keanu Reeves is a good spot or a good pick, who am I to argue? <laughs> so, yeah. I just wanted to have just happy that it's a possibility that yeah. Moon Knight might come. Exactly. I think he'd be a wonderful addition. So, uh, Green Goblin. This is the one that I had the so, most. Oh, hang on with. a second. I have to mention something. Okay. So, if we're going to make Keanu Reeves into Moon Knight, mm-hmm. then I need him to have. A scene with Bill Foster, who was in Ant-Man and Wasp and was portrayed by Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they already did it in John Wick, so... <laughs> Just make it a again, running right? thing for everything. If it yep. happens in Bill and Ted 3, then uh, it has yeah. to happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Green Goblin. Yeah, Green Goblin gave me the most trouble to pick somebody i tried to think of somebody who i thought did a good job of playing a villain before mm-hmm. and i think could do the whole insane thing very well and i thought of john barrowman who played malcolm merlin and arrow oh yeah right. plus uh for some reason when they pull those uh big foreign actor villains over into the mcu it works very well it does yeah um my gut reaction was to say kevin bacon but then, That'd be cool. But then I huh. thought he looked too much like Willem Dafoe. Uh, so okay. <laughs> I decided not to do that. So I went with Christoph Waltz. <laughs> because same reason, he can play a menacing villain that can flip on a switch. And I think he would do a very good job of not just Green Goblin, but also Norman Osborn. Yeah, I kind of went more the Norman Osborn route. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of figured, you know, they're both fairly strong actors and could probably portray being on Billy World. Uh, this is the one where I had one from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. I chose uh, Adrian Pasgar. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't recognize this guy from anything. Really? Hmm. Did you pick a character name again? No. No, I found it. Okay. <laughs> His character was Glenn Talbot. Talbot. Yeah. Um, I did really want to take and make Green Goblin somebody that had portrayed Batman because it seems like in the Spider-Man movies, it's always uh, a, yeah. a a Batman connection because we had Michael Keaton was Vulture and now like Jake Gyllenhaal is one of the rumored names for Batman. Oh, yeah. And he's, and he's Mysterio. But I, I just couldn't see, like, Val Kilmer as Green Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm looking at him now. And, yeah, 
my uh, my backup pick, which I don't know if you'll agree with it or not, was a uh, Christopher Maloney, uh, the main guy from Law and Order SVU. Okay, uh, I, I don't I know about Green it. Goblin, but I, I think I'd like to see him in something. Yeah, I I kind of was again thinking more of the uh, Norman Osborn route. Purely from uh, looks, I can totally see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a joke pick, which was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> which, honestly... I that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, who would Matthew McConaughey play in the MCU? <laughs> Anybody he wants to. <laughs> honestly. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, he plays the guy that Spider-Man saves from a roof who's on drugs and almost falls off the building. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> or in this, or in this case, it's Green Goblin. You better watch out, Spider Man. <laughs> your way. <laughs> in all fairness, though, Matthew McConaughey is absolutely fantastic at playing a psycho. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few movies where he's just absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last pick uh, is Scarlet Spider. Okay, so if a person didn't immediately pop into my head. To who could play this? You picked Terry Crews. I was going. No, no, I didn't pick. I didn't didn't pick Terry Crews. I would go and just like read on a a wiki something about the character and see if anything jumped into my head. Mm -hmm. And I looked up Scarlet Spider. It mentioned like Ben had died more times than anybody else. Oh, Sean Bean. (laughs) (laughs) The first I thought of immediately thought of was like, who has had the most fake death stories? And I thought Betty White is Scarlet Spider. Oh man, that'd be great. <laughs> but now I kind of want to see Betty White as like the older version of Aunt May. Oh, that would be so good. Aww. I would love her as Aunt May. Oh, that would be that would be good. That'd be adorable. <laughs> Especially if you do the Golden Avenger storyline. Oh. oh, bring her Ooh. in as a what if? What if Aunt May got the power cosmic and it's Betty White? Yeah, do it. Oh, that please would be do so it. Cool. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Um, so for mine, uh, I did have it. I did have a more serious one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Since we mentioned Spider Verse, I thought Tobey Maguire. Even though Kate hates Tobey Maguire and he I, loves Spider, <laughs> I I do, I do. Uh, which is funny because so for people who don't know, uh, Scarlet Spider is a clone of Peter Parker. There's two of them. There's Ben Riley who is kind of a wet blanket. Uh, and then there's Kane, who's like the evil Spider-Man. Well, not even evil. Spider-Man was an anti-hero. And yeah. the Kane version is like my one of my favorite characters. Uh, he's up there with Moon Knight. I love him. And so, yeah, my picks were for Ben Riley, Tobey Maguire, and for Kane, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But I also, after picking Taron Edgerton for the Human Torch, thought he would do an awesome job as Kane. Because he also, he, he kind of, he looks close enough that you could believe he was a failed clone of Tom Holland. Yeah, uh, I kind of went that route with uh, Ben Riley, and I actually chose one of the people that was in talks for Spider-Man along with Tom Holland, which was uh, Timothy Ch- uh, Chamelet, I believe. That's how it's pronounced. Uh, yeah. Don't know who that is. He was, he was in talks for uh, Spider-Man, uh, Along with Tom Holland, but Tom Holland ultimately got the part. Uh, let me get this here. Yeah, uh, 
I they look kind of similar, so yeah, kind of similar, but not quite to where you know if you could. Yeah, see they, the they could do enough with it. Yeah. Uh, copy image. Post this in here for Cade. Oh yeah, that is generally oh, okay. So that I also I honestly was like, okay, he's build clone of Peter Parker. So get someone who looks somewhat similar to him, and since he was also in talks to be Spider-Man, I figured it was kind of a cool idea. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that was it for that. <laughs> so we could done. Did we do Twitter poll topic uh, stuff like that? I was going to, but huh? Okay. Uh, then I remembered that. Uh, I still have lost the uh, Twitter account on my Twitter app, so I meant to get that back from Kate, but I got super busy with work and school. No worries. Okay. I don't think we so... have any questions or anything. Okay. Well, hey, we also hit the hour mark already, so... Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything to plug then, guys? Uh, I do about Twitch it. sometimes. Yeah. That's about it. My yeah. thing <laughs> by the time this comes out would be too late, so... Yeah, it's tonight at seven o'clock, so it'd be a bit too late for that. Yeah. Oh, it depends. Kate gets us edited rather fast sometimes. I usually yeah. do. I will try my best to. Well, yeah, I'm on a bit of a time crunch. Yeah, That's tonight it. at seven p.m. Central, uh, I'm hosting a charity tournament for Rainbow Six Siege in collaboration with G1 Game Days and uh, RT New York. Uh, they're both going to have teams within the tournament. Uh, I'm hosting, commentating, uh, spectating it. Um, the charitable donator for the charity prize pod. Um, essentially, just about anything and everything that goes along with it, I'm working to do. So, yeah, it's going to be at twitch.tv uh, forward slash g1 underscore game days. So, if you're listening to this before seven o'clock uh, central time uh, on June 22nd, uh, then by all means, stop on by and catch some casual Rainbow Six Siege action. Yeah. Uh, put a tweet out about that and we'll retweet it as well. You got it. Cool. Uh, and then for me, obviously, Extra Life. Uh, if you're not aware what Extra Life is, um, I I do a fundraiser um, that raises money for various children's hospitals, but specifically uh, the one in my area. Uh, so if you're interested in donating, the link is in the description. So please consider doing that. Uh, 100% of the money goes to Helping Sick Kids uh, the organization that does the fundraising doesn't take anything. It's all through volunteer work, so you don't have to worry about how much of this is actually making to the kids. It's 100% what you donate goes towards helping kids. Um, as well, uh, every milestone I do different dumb things. Um, so next up, I'll be slipping, slip and sliding into a pool full of jello um, once we hit uh, 1500 So we're about just shy of $500 away from that, so. It's gonna take some effort to make an entire kitty pool of Jello. You can buy kits Seriously. online. It's like a hundred bucks. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh, I've already looked okay. up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Um, until then, happy tentacles. Ah.